Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Today, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Dwayne Kimball, owner KMD89 for VA Claims Consulting. Mr. Kimball shares with our audience the five general claims areas for disability. During the course of the conversation, Bill discovered that several of the suggestions that Dwayne made had not crossed his mind. Had Bill known of them earlier, he would have used this information in the filing of his own claims. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And with all Veterans Corner Radios, we suggest that if at all possible, you have a pencil and paper ready to be able to write things down. It's always good, too, if you have another set of ears in the home or in the car or wherever you're listening to this, that you have them listening with it, because there's a lot of good information that goes out in a very short period of time, and we don't want you to miss it. With the podcast now, yes, you can listen to it again, and we suggest that, too. Today's guest is Dwayne Kimball, owner, KMD89 VA Claims Consulting. I met the gentleman as a result of a program I did for Senator Rubio, and another friend said, you need to meet this fellow, and I found him extremely interesting. Dwayne, I'm glad to have you on the show. How about give us a little background on you? Sure. I'm a United States uh, Army uh, veteran, and also I served in the Missouri Army National Guard, and I'm a retired rating specialist uh, from the Department of Veterans Affairs. So you've been working in this field for quite some period of time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 10 plus, uh, 10 plus years. You gave me some information that I found interesting. I've often thought about when somebody asks me, is this something that I can file against? And I've had to try and figure out the criteria. You came up with five areas that kind of made it clear enough for me to be able to say, yes, that's one. Yes, that's another. Can we talk about those five areas that you talked about when you're talking about filing a claim with the VA? Sure, sure. Before I get into that, I just want to say thank you uh, for having me today and also thank you uh, for your service to our country. So what you mentioned is the five ways of service connection. A lot of vets, they fail to learn these. And this is something that I fail to learn is I struggle with my claim. So the five ways, I'll name them, and then we'll briefly just go through each one. I'll give you some examples. So the first one is pre-service aggravation. The second one, direct service connection. The third one, secondary service connection. The fourth, increase in a service-connected condition. And then you have presumptives. And then the subcategories 
for presumptives, you have a one-year presumptive, three-year presumptive, seven-year Agent Orange presumptive, Camp Lejeune contaminated water presumptive, and Gulf War presumptive, okay? So going back to pre-service aggravation, pre-service aggravation is a condition that you had before you entered military service and your military service aggravated it. So for me, when I obtained a copy of my service medical records from active duty, my entrance exam, it showed moderate flat feet. While I was in service, I complained about flat feet. And then after service, I was still, I was diagnosed with severe flat feet. Okay. So that's an example of pre-service aggravation. That's kind of interesting because I, I really hadn't thought of that. I guess that's why they try to be so careful when they bring people into the military, because a lot of people have these pre-service conditions and they are aggravated. Correct. And that's, and like I said, these five ways, I just filed the claim. Nobody explained to me, but I knew the first week of training, by the end of that week, I was like, okay, half the things that I claimed, I'm not going to get service connected for because they don't fall under one of these five ways of service connection. You know, I think it's important for people to understand that just because they had something going in does not disqualify them from being able to file on it. That's correct. That is correct. Yes, sir. Of course, you have to show aggravation. Correct. Exactly. So like in my situation, it was on my answers exam and treatment and service and then even treatment after my military service. Okay. The second one is the most common one that veterans claim, but I think is the most understood. Here's why. Direct service connection. And the VA's definition of direct service connection, direct service connection means that, that a particular disease or injury was incurred in service. I'm going to repeat that. Disease or injury was incurred in service, right? Just like the accident I had on the V-52 that wiped out part of my back. Correct. Exactly. That's documented and it's in service. You must have three elements, a current disability, meaning you got to have a current diagnosis, an event, injury, or disease in service. Like you said, your B-52 accident. Okay. That was an event in service and injury and a link or nexus. And that link is when you go to the CMP exam and that doctor provides a medical opinion and rationale. Okay. So that's the link. Private doctors can do it if they're filling out a disability benefit questionnaire with a nexus state. Okay. But that's the link. That's the nexus. And the link is the medical opinion between the medical opinion and event in service. Okay. For my my active duty people that are listening to this broadcast, it is very important that when they get out, they check their records and make sure everything is there, right? Well, if they're on active duty, I would be checking it before I even come off active duty because (laughs) if you you don't want to wait until you get off active duty because you want to make sure that it's in there before, because now they can file claims while they're on active duty. 180 days, six months prior, they could could file their claim. So you want to make sure that it's in those records before you file their claim if you're still on active duty. I know when I look back at my career in the Air Force, there were times when I was exposed to some very caustic smoke and things of that nature. And my sergeant said, oh, just suck it up. Don't bother going in. Don't talk about it. You know, it'll go away. I coughed a bit. But now I have 
somewhat of an emphysema, but there's no record. Right. So it's important active duty people, if they have a problem like this, they make sure there's a record. Exactly. And that happened to me too. And it happens to so many other veterans where your first sergeant come get you, your platoon sergeant, and they say, hey, get out of here. You know, get, get to work, suck it up, drive on. And then years later, when you have these conditions, then it's like you said, it's not documented. So uh, we went through pre-service aggravation, direct, secondary. Secondary, when you're claiming secondary, you're saying that a service-connected condition has caused something else. So, for example, if you're service-connected for the right knee, you had a right knee replacement, but before you had that right knee replacement, you start to shift your body weight to alleviate the pain in that right knee, and now you're having issues with the left knee. So then now you're claiming left knee secondary to service uh, to your right knee, which is service-connected, okay? And a lot of people wouldn't think to do that. They think, well... I didn't harm my left knee or right knee. I don't see how I can do that. But what you point out is it's important here that the one did, in fact, cause the other. Correct. And there are some conditions that have secondary conditions that are common complications, like diabetes. Uh, if you diagnose with diabetes, some of the common complications, hypertension, diabetic peripheral neuropathy of the upper lower extremity, nephropathy, neuropathy, things of that nature. So. That's why it's definitely important to be educated, especially before you get in this process or if you're already in it, because there's so many moving factors. And it's important that even if you think you might, go ahead and file. Correct. Get it in there. Make a record of it. You never know. Well, would like this Gulf War thing. Mm -hmm. Now they're coming out and saying, oh, yeah, the guys filed five years, 10 years ago. And correct. now those will have to be addressed. Correct. You're correct. Even though they're turned down at the time. Correct. The fourth one is an increase. Increase, you're already service-connected for a condition, and you stated it's got worse. The main issues that I'm seeing with veterans with this is they don't understand if they're at a 0% for a back condition, they're not being educated on what's the criteria for a 10% or the next higher. You know, and the VA gives them that information in the rating decision, but it's also on their website as well. The last one is presumptive. So I'm, I'm sorry, before go ahead. We, before we leave the, uh, the increases, mm -hmm. let's say that somebody's at 100% already. You can't get more than 100%. Is it worthwhile to go ahead and try, if you think you've gotten worse, to go ahead and file for that? Or do you open yourself up to your claim being completely looked at? Well, uh, the first part of that, it would be up to the veteran if they wanted to, you know, go ahead and do it. And some veterans, they do it for many reasons. Some they'll say, you know, I want to claim an additional condition because if they pass away for that condition, then there could be some additional benefits. Exactly. Uh, for, That's what I was thinking. Right. For their family. I just did a round table and someone that had 35 years experience came on and they were guest speaker. If you're coming in for a new condition, uh, every claim is different. But if you're on a PNT and you're coming in for a, a new condition, something that you're not service-connected for, the chances of the VA going back and look at your whole claims folder is slim to none. Now, again, every claim is different. It could be something that triggers something. But in most cases, I would say no. But still, I would tell the listeners, every claim is different. So there's not really a, a, a yes or no. Uh, there's so many scenarios that I could give where it could come into play and not come into play. Well, there, there is there with with the hundred percent. Isn't there a five year 
some kind of a, a buffer at five years? Well, you have what they call a 10-year service connection rule and a 20-year. Oh, okay. The five-year is more so if you're service connected, if that condition has been service connected less than five years and you come in for an increase and say it shows improvement, then they can reduce that. If it's been, that percentage has been in effect more than five years, then they need additional evidence to show improvement before they can propose to reduce it. Okay, now number five then, presumptive. Yeah, presumptive. We won't get too in-depth, but like I stated earlier, you have the one-year, three-year, seven-year. So the one-year, there's a whole laundry list of presumptives under 38 CFR 3.309 subpart A, which means if you have one of these diagnoses within one year of service, then you can file a claim under one year. The three-year is Hansen's disease. The seven-year is multiple sclerosis and ALS, okay? And then you have, what did I say, Agent Orange. And around Agent Orange, there's a lot of criteria that needs to be met for Agent Orange. Location, time frame, boots on ground, brown water, blue water, rural bases in Thailand, DMZ, Johnston Island, uh, Operation Ranch Hand. Then you have Camp Lejeune contaminated water. Same thing, location, obviously Camp Lejeune. There is a time frame that you need to be there, 30 consecutive days or not, okay? Then you have the Gulf War presumptive. Uh, there are some new presumptives on the Gulf War that just came out, and then we all know uh, troops are no longer in Afghanistan, but there hasn't been any updates that I've seen on the VA's website as it pertains to uh, Afghanistan. You know, we've got about a minute and a half left or two minutes at the best. What questions haven't I asked that you'd like to be sure our listeners hear before we finish? Get educated. Not only to get educated on what you are doing with your claim, but get educated on the VA claims process and how it can impact what you're doing. Go out there, look at the 38 CFR, look at the M21 reference. A lot of veterans rely on other veterans, which is okay, but understand every veteran's claim could be different. That's the same thing in the civilian world. You know, you hear Aunt Sally had this happen to her, so nobody you – know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where programs like this, I think, are important because we're talking to people who know rather than getting right. information. I, I say this. When I talk to somebody like you, it's getting information for the horse's mouth. When I go into the Internet and start trying to dig it out, it's the other end of the horse most of the time. Right. <laughs> right. So I would say just, you know, get educated and understand the VA regulations, they change. Constantly. So something, right, something that we could be talking about today could be totally different this time next year or next month. Well, Dwayne Kimball, owner of KMD 89 VA Claims Consulting, thank you for taking the time to be with us. I appreciate your coming in. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. 
Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.